Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Young Me Mayor. And I'm Brian Park. And before we get started on our solo episode, like two, what's two, duo episode, let's do our Patreon shout out. I think we've been calling them solo episodes. Solo, because we're one person. We are a single <laughs> entity. At this point, the I don't OG, have a personality. It's the OG phase of Feeling Asian where it's just Young Me and me. But as you said, before we get started, Patreon shout Patreon. Patreon. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, Young Me and I, we have a Patreon for this podcast. Uh, if you like the content, please consider donating to us at patreon.com slash feelingasian. And we use those wonderful donations to help bring you better quality content. And yeah. with your donation, it comes with a shout out where Young Me and I try to guess who you are based on your name alone. And our psychic abilities. Yes. And who you are means whatever comes to mind. It could be how you have sex, what you do for work, whatever. Mostly I just say that your name sounds hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, without further ado, our first Patreon shout out goes to lawful baby level, Julia. A one namer. Just a Julia. single name, Julia. What if it's Julia Roberts? <laughs> It's Julia Roberts, huh? It's so her. I would fucking love that if she donates to one single Patreon and it's just ours, <laughs> Julia Roberts. That's amazing. I'm just I'm just going with that in my mind. It's definitely Julia Roberts. Okay. She is a spicy white. Julia Roberts is a spicy white. Right? She's got some lips. Yeah, now I, I just, well, the moment you said lips, I just got a very clear, vivid picture in my brain of just the giant mouth. I'm, I, okay, obviously this is not Julia Roberts, but Julia is, <laughs> here's my, my psychic, spidey senses are coming in. Julia is, Julia, Julia is, I feel like she's a minor, so we shouldn't say anything sexual. Okay. That's what, that's the vibe I'm getting. That's a, that's a strong vibe you're getting. Yeah. I'm getting more of a, Julia is like a C-suite executive for a very powerful company. And that's why she did not even want to put her last name mm. because it could fuck her up in her corporate work life. Or she's 15 and her parents will find out. <laughs> and when she has a subordinate being like, hey, can you chat? Julia slacks back. Give me 15 minutes. She pushes a button where the blinds close into her glass office. But she's spending those 15 minutes listening to our podcast. <laughs> Calming her down. I'm gonna fire these people. She's like, I gotta, I gotta listen to young me talk for 15 minutes until I fucking ruin these people's lives. <laughs> All right. Julia, thank you for your wonderful donation. Our second Patreon shout out goes to lawful baby level Sakai Song. Kai Song, somebody that I want to have sex with. Surprise, oh, surprise. Surprisingly, very similar guess. I was gonna guess a skateboarder. Oh, and really? Those are, one, those are the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a Kai song. Wow. Sexy. Just a sexy, sexy person. It's just sexy all around. I, I'm seeing like a, like a California person with a suntan. It's kind of like what you were saying, huh? Yeah. Longboarding. Like, I don't know what a longboard California is. vibes, wears vans, but actually skates in them. Just fucking chill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good, I think we have Sakai song down yeah, 100%. for sure. That's yeah. definitely correct. 100%. Because with a name like Sakai, you can't, 
you're going to be a skate. You're going to be something fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Somebody cool. Right. All right. Thank you, Sakai Song, for your donation. And our last Patreon shout out today, Lawful Adult Level, another single name. What? Jonathan. 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 Also a hot name. Jonathan, certifiably hotter than John. John's, who cares? No one cares. (laughs) Jonathan's fuck. Jonathan's fuck. They Mm. definitely do. I'm going to guess Jonathan's a nerd. Wow, really? (laughs) I'm going to go out on a limb. Jonathan is a nerd. Sexy nerd. Hot nerd. Like the nerd in the porn where it's like a ripped guy, but he's wearing glasses, so he's a nerd. (laughs) Like (laughs) I'm the nerd. (laughs) Clearly a nerd. Please ignore my tribal tattoo. (laughs) Please ignore my eight pack and my thong. Sexy but nerdy. Sexy but nerdy. That's what we're gonna I'm just gonna go straight up nerdy. Jonathan is like Hurt his feelings, why don't you, Brian? No, 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 no. I'm I'm not saying I think Jonathan has He's in a loving relationship, okay. very healthy sex life, but nerdy in the sense that Jonathan's like a data scientist. Okay. Yeah. Right. His, his, his job is nerdy. He's extremely successful. He makes okay. a lot of money. Can I but note something? Yeah. I feel like you and I, we always say kind of the same thing. You're always like, this person is successful. <laughs> They're a corporate lawyer or something. And I'm always like, hot, hot, dick. <laughs> and I'm like, they don't fuck. And neither do I. I think this is just saying a lot about who we are as people. I think we're learning more about ourselves. Yeah. Each time we do the Patreon channel. You know, what, is, what do we, what, what is life besides learning about yourself? You know what so I mean? please, listeners, please donate to our Patreon so Young Me and I can just fully understand ourselves. <laughs> See the same and thing over and over. To Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much for donating. Yeah, and you know this week is a solo episode, but I'm really excited to do it because so the thesis of our episode today is we're going to talk about dating, but through. The, the, with the focus of white women dating Asian men. Yes. And speaking of Patreon, we got to this topic because we were doing a Patreon bonus episode where we exclusively talk about dating. That's all our Patreon episodes. And we get like very raw, raw dog. <laughs> like I like it. Um, in the episodes. And then we were, we were discussing this because you were saying something, you were talking about something that a white woman said to you. And I was like, what, 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 what? <laughs> I was like, she said that to your face? Like, and I was like, yeah. And I liked it. And then you, and then you were saying that that happens a lot. Like white women say these things to you. And what, and then what I said was literally white guys don't say shit like that to me anymore. Yeah. They but used they did. to yeah. literally 20 years ago. So our thesis is what the way white women hit on Asian guys now, because Asian guys, our stock is rising. K-pop's popping. K-dramas yeah. are more popular. Yeah. The way white women hit on Asian guys is the way white guys hit on Asian women 15 years ago. Or yeah, like a like a generation ago, basically. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And I was like, but now they've like evolved because they know they can't <laughs> say that shit because they've been called out so much for it. Right. So the white guys- so They stopped doing it. White guys are, their software has been updated yeah. many times. But, but white, right now, yeah. white women are on, they're on beta. Exactly. <laughs> this is new for them. Yeah. And so they're saying all this really- like weird racist (laughs) awkward shit that I haven't heard in like 20 years seriously yeah and when you heard me tell the story you were like ah trip down memory lane ah (laughs) where'd those guys go (laughs) and then we also asked for submissions um or stories 
uh, from Asian men. And who, we got so many good ones. So many. Good, I don't know if it's good ones, but good <laughs> as in juicy and uncomfortable, yes. Yes, and before, so we want to share those with you, but before we do that, we should talk about how we feel. Brian, how are you feeling? I am feeling, you know what? The fourth day of election. That is basically, the election cycle has consumed all of my feelings this week. And Mm. it is, holy shit. Okay, so what a roller coaster. Election night, crazy anxiety. Yes. It totally looked like Donald Trump was going to be the president again. I thought so. Oh, for sure. And now at this point, I'm just tired. I I'm I can't it's like a moth to a flame. I can't stop watching the news. Ugh. And I fully am just I'm going to name my child Maricopa. I already decided. <laughs> I'm going to name my child Maricopa and I'm I'm I just feel like kind of an idiot because one it seems like knock on wood optimistically Joe Biden he's on the path Looks to Looks like it. Yes. Obtaining the presidency, which is great news. Uh-huh. But they haven't officially called it. And I don't know if I just hate myself. Yeah. I'm glued to the television. And for whatever reason, I feel like the more intently I watch this election news, it's going to just suddenly change. And then I realize that I've been watching TV for like three hours and nothing's happened. So you're, you are mentally by yourself making Joe Biden win. I believe that. Uh, you're just like... You're, you're not doing that? Like, I just can't look away. Fucking yeah. John King. John King crunching numbers. They're like, let's go to the magic wall. And John King just like, over here in Maricopa County, like 60%. It's like all numbers. And I'm just like, my brain's like going haywire. I'm consuming all of it. Yeah. And then an hour later, nothing's happened. No information. There's no new information. They are masters of this. And mm-hmm. I am fully here for it. Yeah. I'll waste it. I've wasted like the past three nights. I've just wasted away watching election news. And there's no new information. Yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. It's day four now. Right. I've had the opposite reaction where I've like just been ignoring it. I don't even know what Maricopa is. I don't know who John <laughs> King is. Okay. I've fully, but I, I think that I'm like a self, brains, self-preservation thing. Because mm. I'm like, I can't even just tell even me who to. wins. And I'm like going to ignore it until I know who wins. That's like fully what I'm doing that right now. That is very healthy. Well, I, I don't know. You know, like, I think you're doing we talk right. about we talk about how we, these aren't choices. This is just how our brains decide to do things. Yeah. It's like it's probably like a coping thing. Yeah. And um, but you know, obviously, I hope Joe Biden wins. I'm sending my. Maybe that is the way we cope because I'm I'm gonna fuck yeah. I'm gonna watch Donald Trump give his speech and say how the election is fraudulent. I'm I'm like yes. I like pain. <laughs> oh my god, this is so good. You know what I'm excited for? Yeah, when he does up? inevitably lose because it seems like he is going to lose. Yeah. How fucking it, it's either two things. Nothing's going to happen to him because he's rich and he's just going to go away or like whatever, have yeah. a TV show, or he's fully it's all going to fucking fall down and he's going to go to fucking full on jail. It's crazy. Like, do you remember watching cartoons as a kid? Yeah. And when the bad guy would get defeated, they'll like melt or some shit. Yeah. Be like, no. Like, I feel like that's exactly what's happening to Donald Trump right now. I wish that that's what would happen. But <laughs> I think, you know, we know how this world works. Yeah. He's probably just gonna, nothing's gonna happen to him, you know? Realistically, Donald Trump's probably gonna become our president again. And we're gonna live in yeah. a fascist, fascist I'm regime. I'm ready. It's gonna be Ivanka next. <laughs> Ugh, nightmare. It would be pretty funny if all of a sudden Ivanka Trump is the president. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, Yang, I can't how are you feeling? Um, I guess this is kind of like along the lines of what you were saying. Like when mm-hmm. something like big happens, I sort of like move away from it. You know, my brain. Yeah. Um, like the election thing. But yeah. I've been sort of like doing a lot of like thinking about my personal life. Oh my God. Ooh, I'm getting that feeling like I don't want to talk. Like I'm in therapy and I don't want to talk and I know I have to do it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Give me a second. Through. Give me a second. Okay. I'm going to be your therapist now. What are you afraid of? <laughs> young me. Lean into it. I know what I'm about to say is the truth. <laughs> but I shouldn't say that. That's that's very subjective. This is Okay. So this is a, something personal that happened in my life. I don't want to talk about it, but you know, like you know, what I was saying when I process big events you know, you process all the little description, the little nitty gritty, and then you move on to a bigger orbit. And I feel like I'm at the big picture stage. Yeah. And this is the last I'm going to talk about this, but like, you know, like how mission has been going through a lot, you know, and it's not really, it's so weird because I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I have proximity to it, but it's not my thing. Do you know what I mean? Like I own part of the company and my ex-husband is Danny. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I have this weird relationship to it, but this is what like something like is not sitting right with me. Mm. I, okay. So this is just, I'm going to just try to barf it out and then we'll move on. Okay. I, so I grew up really poor, right? I'm yes. like a poor person and I, my entire life, the only job I've had is in the restaurant industry, okay. right? And everyone I've met for the vast majority of the people that in, are in the restaurant industry are of the same class as I am. We're poor. Okay. okay. There's like a handful of rich kids that their parents bought them restaurants, but who cares? <laughs> the vast majority, right? Gotcha. The poor people. And there's something about when you grow up poor. It's not just that your your circumstances and your um opportunities are limited. There's something that happens to you mentally where you believe that that's where you belong. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like when mm. I turned 18, I was like, there was something that I picked up subliminally just from my life that I felt like I was the the service class. Like the job that made sense for me was as a server. Do you know uh, what I mean? I see. And also, and I feel like all the people that I met in the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. my close friends, my dear friends, all of them have a similar sort of lifestyle. Like they're from poor families. And I, I can, we never really talked about this, but I could see that they also have that belief. Do you know what I mean? I see. Like it made sense for them to become a line cook. It made right. sense for them that they like were going to go to community college. They never even, I never even ever in my life was like, I'm going to go to college or I, you know what I mean? For some reason there was like in the back of my head, I was like, I can't, I don't deserve that. Right, or right, that's right. not where I belong. Right. Mm. And you know, there's been a lot of drama about like mission and like all these like horrible abuses that happened that, you know, were out of, out of my and Danny's hands. It was like the people that work there. Right. And there was this article that came out in Grub Street where they were like really getting into like the actions of all the people that worked at the restaurant. And like, I, that's horrible and stuff like that. But I just like know restaurant people. I know where we all come from. And I just, those are just very common things that happen when you are from, when you, you know, are from this sort of class. I, I don't think it excuses anything. But I have compassion because I, I just like know, I just know what our lives are. Yeah. And what doesn't sit right with me is mm-hmm. that there is an industry that is food media or like food writing. Gotcha. Food writers that exists to criticize and judge the restaurant industry. But the class of people that make up the food media industry mm-hmm. is a wealthy class of people. Mm. And they're criticizing and judging working class and poor people, which um, doesn't sit right with me. And that's Mm. something that I'm like thinking about over and over again, because 
there's a lot of accountability that, you know, I have, you know, been going through, Mm -hmm. but there's like this accountability that stops once you hit a certain class of people and they're like protected. Mm. And it just feels very hopeless to me because it does kind of mirror what's going on in politics. Do you know what I mean? I feel a lot of people like feel that way. Interesting. (sighs) It sounds like, you know, I don't, I'm not part of the restaurant industry. Right. Um, I can see how this is, uh, becomes very complicated. Yeah, it's messy. And exploitative and unfair when, even if you are a journalist where your job is to tell the truth, you're still a human and you possess implicit biases. Right, right. Do you think that because there is this this class disparity that exists in, yeah. like, you know, you have the media people and then you have people who are actually part of the restaurant industry. Uh-huh. Is there a correlation where if it's like, oh, if you're a person in the restaurant industry, but your makeup on mm-hmm. your resume is that more in line of you're more privileged, you went to a better college, you come from, you, you, on paper, you seem like you would belong when like the media industry, right? Do those people get rewarded? You think because yes. you're like that's such a good point. You, you, Look at all the famous, like, yeah. Because you know, uh, the, this is like a moment of reckoning for America at large and mm-hmm. for across a lot of industries where yeah. there's that blanket statement of, oh, they're a good culture fit. We right, just get right. Because you're like a cult, like. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, like, I mean, look at all the famous chefs. Does that make sense, like, to you? Yeah, yeah. Do you see that happening? Yeah, it's like, I think, you know, like, look at all, like, the famous chefs and the people that are rewarded in the restaurant industry and that you hear about all the time. They're people that come from privilege. They're wealthy. Mm. They're the the class that, like, um, are able for their their, their parents, like, finance their restaurants. Do you know Mm. what I mean? And they get along with the people in food media because they're from the same class. Right. Mm. Uh, whereas in like, I, c- I can't fucking hang out with these like bone apple teeth. People, I call it bone, <laughs> bone apple, apple teeth. teeth. <laughs> it's called bone apple teeth. I can't hang out. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I've never mm. fucking been to Connecticut. Do you know what I mean? It's just mm. like, we, and obviously I'm not a chef or whatever, but I would never, it just, it's not a good culture fit. Like what you're saying. Uh, I see. And yeah, I think, I think there's like this conversation about class that just for some reason in America, People get like, ooh, don't talk about it because the people that control the media right. are rich c- people from a higher class. So they're embarrassed to talk about that. Do you I know see. what I mean? They'd rather be like, oh, what's the problem with white people, right? It's white people, which like, yes, it is white people. But like, like look at food, food media. Like it is mostly white, rich people, but there's mm. a, a lot of Asian people in it and right, they're right. rich Asian people. And then they're, they somehow become the face of me, like some fucking rich, like, Asian person that's like, you know what I mean? Like their parents are millionaires and they're like now speaking for me. And mm. I'm like, okay, like I have nothing in common with this person. So this is like a huge topic. And it's just like, you know, it's it have a, a lot of emotions about it, obviously. And it's getting a little foggy. So I don't want to like get too big with it. But in terms of how I'm feeling, how I'm feeling about all this is hopeless because I'm seeing it as like a little like sliver of how the whole thing works. Mm. And when I'm, when I like, you know, back away from it, I'm like, oh shit, this is never going to fucking change. You know what I mean? Like people, we, we, we're always talking about like white privilege and and class privilege, but like deep down, these people are never going to be accountable because they've been, my deep belief is that it's not going to change because it can't change. It's, it's been built not to change. Do you know Mm. what I mean? And it makes me feel hopeless 
And I think it's really upsetting. And I think, you know, every part of America, every corner, you know, we talk about comedy, like we see this happening over and over again. It's just like, there's this like the people that are privileged and advantage are going to keep like, keep on keeping on. And it's going to (laughs) be us toiling away and getting our fingers pointed at us. You know, you're speaking as someone who's been in this industry for a long time. Yeah. It sounds to me that there just needs to be a little bit more accountability on the side of the food writers. Yeah. Um, There needs to be more diversity in voices because wherever... In class, not just race. Right. Like whatever your background is, that is going to... That comes with implicit biases. Yes. And... It seems to me that the food industry at large, I don't know if there is change happening currently, mm. but it's these implicit biases that are impacting people like you. Right. And I mean, even as a casual consumer and, you know, I hate this term, but like as a foodie, uh, if you look, read between the lines, you can see it in the right. way that look at Michelin star, how Michelin stars are rewarded, how yeah. French restaurants are constantly heralded as the best cuisine. Mm-hmm. Asian restaurants like don't get rewarded as much because Asian food is seen. There's low. this implicit bias that it's low. Yeah. When the truth of the fat matter is French food fucking sucks and Asian food is a shit. If there's one thing that's the <laughs> universal truth is that French food sucks. <laughs> all right. Whew. That was, holy shit. Now I'm all warmed up, Brian. Let's get even more angry. <laughs> all right. So, oh, man. okay. So here's the thing. What's the thing? Asian men dating white women. We're here for it, number one. Are we here for it? I support any race dating any race. I think it's great. Obviously, yes. Obviously, but but it's weird if it's just one race only. It's a fine line. There's a That's fine line. That's why I think it's really hard to put into words when you feel fetishized mm. because... It's a very fine line. And a lot of times, in my own personal experience, it's just a feeling, you know? I don't know quite exactly. Like, it's very hard to put into words. You just, something, there's just alarm bells that go off internally where I'm like, eh, this feels kind of weird. Mm. If you ask me why, I don't know if I could put it in writing. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I do think there are examples, like, and even in my case, in my early 20s, I dated white women as a means to, I guess, prove my masculinity to myself. Mm. And I've said it before on the podcast, and I admit it's not a healthy way to date. It's quite toxic, you know, because yeah. you're, not, you're not seeing that person as a human anymore. It's right. more as like an instrument to feed my ego. And right. in those cases, I don't think that we shouldn't condone that. I'm sure yeah. there are a lot of Asian men who, there's still Asian men to this day who probably date like that right. because societally we've been deemed as very unmasculine. We're not desirable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an unhealthy practice. And I don't condone that. Right. However. Like dating white women as like some sort of a like prop, a prize. You know? like, oh, pro- like a prize, right? Yeah. Mm, the great white. Up. I don't know. I was going to do some- <laughs> A great white. You, a great white. Yeah. It is, it's very mm. fucked up. But, um, wow. Yeah. That's what I mean though. Like when you initially said, we, we're here for it. We support all Asian men dating white women. Like, again, like what you, yeah. it's like the implicit biases. Right, you know? right, right. Like if you really read between the lines, if it comes to, if you think it comes from an unhealthy place, maybe check yourself and see why that is. Yeah, you know? it's, it's hard. Like what you're saying, it's hard to put your finger on it because you, you can never tell what someone's 
internal intentions are right. and how they're seeing the other person, yeah. right? Like what you were saying, like how you were seeing these white women before was very unhealthy. It's fetishy. It's fetishy. On my part, yeah, it's fucked and up. And now you're, you don't see that. But like, obviously if I was like a white woman dating you, I wouldn't know how you were perceiving me in your head. Right. And this is w- the issue that, you know, Asian people have period. Right. But I think what you said was important about the feeling. It's just like sometimes a feeling because people are like, you know, when like white people say to you, like that. Yeah. And some white people are like, that's not racist. That's just like, like cultured or something. Yeah, I and mean, I'm like, it's, it, there's, there's a lot of like, I feel like there's a lot of terms yeah. where it, it's reductive in like the nuances of these kinds of behaviors. Yeah. One of them's like, I just appreciate an appreciation of the culture. Yeah. Then there's like the fetishization mm-hmm. and then there's preference. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. We use, Sometimes people will throw the term, oh, it's just a preference mm-hmm. as a way to mask what's legitimately racist. Right, right, right. That's, I'm not racist. It's just a preference. Yeah. It's just a preference. It's like the equivalent of a person being like, yeah, yeah, I'm a fucking bitch, but I'm just telling it how it is. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know? It's like, yeah, but you're still a Feels weird. mean person. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and yeah, yeah, sometimes we have to go on our feelings. Right. And that's to say, appreciation of culture... That certainly exists, you know? Like, I'm sure there's plenty of... There's so many fucking non-Asian people who know way more about Asian shit than I do. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that just because they're not Asian, they don't have the agency to appreciate and like those things. Right. I think it's a matter of care. Like, you know, you got to have some care and I'll just leave it at that. But the... But like when you feel like you're being fetishized, it's... You know it when you see it. Yeah. Yeah, like like, you know what I was saying with the Anyang Haseo? Like, people can say that to me and I'm like, chill but then sometimes they'll say it and i'm like (laughs) i don't like that right you know what i mean (laughs) right right yeah and i feel like in in america like people of color have like this like like responsibility to prove that this person's super racist like you have to like find the picture of them in blackface but i'm like no sometimes we just we have our little like senses for sure i think for me the one way i can tell that like and this is i can put into words is when it's like a timing thing and there's context involved. When uh-huh. it goes from zero to 100 mm. of like, for instance, let's say I'm exchanging messages with someone on Instagram or a dating app. Yeah. And they'll be like, hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I love K-dramas. I fucking love Korean dramas. Like right so off the much. gate? Like right off the gate. Or I'm like, okay, this didn't really come up organically in the conversation. And you're like, um. this is just a representation <laughs> that you're coming in. <laughs> You're coming in hot with a lot of ideas of who I am, like as a, of me as an idea, you know? You're wow. Coming, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah. that happens with you That's too. That's a where, definite red flag. Yeah. The fu- it's like right off the, well, you know, if they're coming, they're, if they're coming in real hot with the Anyong Haseo first fucking message, bro, bro, no, uh-uh. You gotta like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, I don't even know how to feel about the fact that somebody would know I'm Korean by the fact that my name is Young Me. Like, <laughs> you know a lot about Korea, bro. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but, like, yeah. but yeah, like right off the bat, the Anyang Haseo, it's kind of weird. Yeah. The like, timing thing. You're right. The timing thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that's, that's, a, that's one red flag for me is the timing thing. Also, you know why that's kind of racist? Because mm. if they're saying right off the bat, they're like really other othering you. Like, I mean, like yeah. you're an American person. You grew up here. Why don't you say hello? You're like saying, no, you are this. So you better know how to speak this language. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, timing. I don't, it's, it's a hard thing because then sometimes I like, 
will second guess myself mm. and question myself because yeah. then just to play devil's advocate here, yeah. how is that any different from like, I don't know, let's say that you were really into basketball or something. Okay. And then you, I saw a, pro, a dating app picture of you like shooting a basketball mm-hmm. and then I come in hot with like a lot of basketball knowledge. Yeah, As but a, that's a, my- And like a hope that maybe we can connect on this thing, you know? Yeah, but that's just like my, I put that in my dating profile. Like I like basketball, not just like I'm, <laughs> I'm Asian. I'm Asian, therefore that's all I have. That's all I am. That, that's not part yeah. of my, like, that doesn't really have a lot to do. It does have, you know, it's it's not like anything about like what I enjoy doing, you right, know, right, like right. Linda basketball analogy. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I love, if I put in my profile, I love baking cookies. And you're like, hey, let's bake some cookies. That makes sense. Not Hey, do you like to put in the brown sugar after this? Or you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Are you practicing your pickup no. line? Hey, 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 do you like putting in the brown sugar before? <laughs> Woo, Brian. Yes, look at that. Master, master of online dating. <laughs> yeah, that's totally different than like. Yeah. Dude, imagine if you did that to somebody. Imagine how fucking weird that would be. Like if you saw somebody that was like, I don't know, like Hispanic. You're like, hola. Like, that's so awkward. (laughs) I would never do that. That's so embarrassing. (laughs) Ew. They're like, I'm from Newark. Why are you? I don't (laughs) don't even speak Spanish. But with, so in line with our thesis here, have you, how have you noticed a change in the way white men speak to you when they're hitting on you? Like compared to now and like 15 years ago. Okay. So like 15, 20 years ago when I was like a teenager, like literally my entire, how people approached me was like, no, 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 no. Like, it was like, <laughs> like, this, they'd be like coming in and bowing and stuff. Like, white guys would be like, konnichiwa. Like, that was, oh, that's straight up what you say, konnichiwa. Yes, you. that was like the only way that white men would, like, I would walk down the street and they'd be like, konnichiwa. Like, you know, Holy like, shit. sushi roll, like throwing st- stuff, like Asian stuff at me. Yeah, like, that's yeah. literally how they interacted with me, period. And mm. I, I was really confused because I obviously as a teenager and a person in your early 20s, you want attention. So you said like there were times where you even liked it. I liked it every time. I was like, oh, look, men are looking at me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You want to have sex with me? Yeah. I was so into it. So I feel like I understand what you're saying. Like with Asian men, like culturally, they're like, oh, you're not accepted. And all of a sudden there's like interest. And now they're like, fuck yeah. Wait a minute. Mm. That's racist. You know, like your initial reaction is to be like, oh my God, someone's flirting with me. I'm so excited. And then later on, you're like, holy shit, that was fucking racist. Right. It's really confusing. And totally. it, it's like, it's like a very uh, weird, it's weird and gross. And that I think that it took Asian women so long to be like, wait a minute, well, this is fucked up. Right. And now that's why if anyone's like, konnichiwa to their, we murder them. You know, we just started <laughs> s- stabbing them. Like, no, don't, don't fuck with my head. Cause yeah. you're pretending that you're like complimenting me, but you're insulting me and you're yeah. degrading me, mm, you know, you're mm, dehumanizing me. No. For sure. And so I feel like Asian women picked that up. Like, you know, obviously people knew this 20 years ago, but like I right. didn't cause I was 18, but like, do you know what I mean? Like for sure. And now as I grow, grow older and like, we were like, no, no, stop that. And I feel like white men culturally have learned how inappropriate that is. So they've yeah. kind of stopped. Like back in the day, that's all I ever got. Right. 15, 20 years ago. Now it's like, Every once in a while, maybe like twice a year. Twice a year. Yeah. A so guy will be re- like, 
Hey, so do you like kimchi? It has so many probiotics. Yeah. It's like, they're like knowledge is more I mean, up to date. To be completely honest with you, I haven't really dated a lot of white people recently, but th- there always comes a point in the date where some it gets a little fucking rocky. Like they start <laughs> saying shit and I'm like, <laughs> and they're always right. There yeah. comes like some uncomfortable thing that happens, but yeah, I yeah. feel like there is a, it's a timing thing. They don't do it right off the bat anymore. Right, right. They'll be like second, third date or something. And then they'll be like, so North Korea. And I'm like, shit, no, no. Like, you know, right, right. like they're very, they're very careful. Mm. Whereas, you know, as in 20 years ago, they weren't. Yeah. And what you said resonates with me too. I went through something similar where, you know, even in my late teens or early 20s where, um, and this is a compliment that still I get to this day where like white women will come up to me like, hey, you're attractive like I've never said this to anyone before but like you're attractive for an Asian guy Oof. and like when I first got that I re- I liked it you know because I'm like oh this is sick like I'm not like the other Asians and there's a lot of like internalized racism there you know because I yeah. didn't I couldn't accept myself mm-hmm. I didn't like who I was yeah and that's why I accept that as a compliment whereas now when I get it I'm so kind of just racist. like and obviously now Wait, you still get that yeah people still say that to you yeah that is a but, so but, but, but racist. Here's the, here's the shift that's happened where um, I've changed as a person. Yeah. I've, I have a better understanding of like my relationship with my identity and uh-huh. myself where now, obviously, if I get it, I'm like, okay, like, hold up. What you just said is kind of fucked up because what is it? Like, it, you're coming in with this idea of like how all Asians are, you know? Yeah. That's where it gets a little, like, it's fucked up and it gets hairy. But So I will, you have I, been calling people out now, you're saying? Yeah, now I'm like, that's not even a compliment. Like, you're, that's that's so great, Brian. You're doing I mean, the work. <laughs> but I, then, I do you know. stop talking to them <laughs> <laughs> on Tinder, or then you're like, hey, you know what? That's really racist. But uh, I am free tonight. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian, God. should we get into the submissions now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, listeners, this is we got some juicy here, and let's all have oh let's all share a good laugh because some of these submissions are we gonna laugh or are we gonna cry? I have Ooh. no idea, but we are saying that now, you know, it's it's like a known thing that there's like those okay Cupid studies that show that Asian men are considered very undesirable, and there's like mm-hmm. a whole plethora of reasons. A lot of it's like media representation, uh-huh. and with the popularity of K-pop. People are learning or just now getting tuned to like, oh, what is this this feeling that I have for Chad? I suddenly <laughs> feel for for Jungkook in BTS. What is going on? Now I'm going to go to the first Asian guy I see and be, do you like K-pop? <laughs> <laughs> and that person always happens to be Brian Park. <laughs> <laughs> um, our first submission comes from a wonderful man named... His first name is D U Y. How do you think? I don't know how that's pronounced. Oh my God, Brian. I don't know either. I'm just going to say Doi. Doi. Uh, we're such baddie. Like, we're, we're just. It's Vietnamese. I don't know the phonemes. I'm sorry. Okay. But I will pronounce it Doi. Okay. I apologize. We apologize in advance if that's incredible. We're being wrong. the white women. <laughs> <laughs> so he wrote Over the summer, I had a short fling with someone I met at the gym. She's white and I'm Vietnamese American. During the times when we were hanging out, there were some comments made that I didn't really know how to react to. Once we were in bed, she said, how does it feel to be big for an Asian? Obviously, I don't know how to respond to that as I only know myself. When we were talking about our dating history, she mentioned that all of her past exes were Vietnamese 
I've never dated a white person before, but she made it clear that she was very into Asian guys. I think for me, it's a weird feeling because I would never tell somebody of a different ethnicity that I specifically have a thing only for them. Yeah. I think it's good to know that Asian men are desirable in this world, but I know Asian women get these comments a lot and it's definitely weird for them. So I don't really know how to react to all of this. And am I being fetishized? I think so, but it's confusing as an Asian man having been deemed undesirable in media that it definitely challenged my view of the world. Well, I mean, that's like what we were saying, you know, before about like, it's a, it's so weird when you hear that. It's like that backhanded compliment thing, yeah. you know, like, yeah, you're so hot for an Asian guy. Like, it's yeah. so racist. And there's also that thing where like, they almost feel like they're doing you a favor. Yeah. That they're attracted to you. It's Ew. like, I'm going to pat myself on the back because look at me. Like, you see that in Brooklyn a lot. The penis thing really bothers me because that's just like. She literally because, like was Asian t- guys all have huge dicks. She's using yeah, <laughs> the, you, yeah. First of all, yes. Um, from my experience, and then but it's like it's almost like she's like a comp. She's like saying the shitty thing about Asian men in the most like confusing way because she's like your dick your dick is big and men are like fuck yeah you know like <laughs> and then for an Asian, Asians have small and it's like well, that's so racist man why can't you just compliment me without tearing down my entire fucking yeah. family you know? <laughs> what the fuck is your problem that's so racist and it's psychologically really like manipulative and weird for sure yeah um my, I, I laughed because you said tearing down my entire family and die is like listen up woman i come from a long line of generations of big dicked <laughs> vietnamese men. my dad had a big dick i have a big dick my mom has you. A- my mom has a big dick <laughs> everyone has just big genitals um yeah, that's that's so racist. Oh, but Di, thank you for sharing your story. Oh, also, I want to say that th- that's the other red flag for me. If mm-hmm. the if a white person is only dating a, a one race or that's like one single that's thing, that's just for me. It's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah. Like, I, why is race and to have race in your preferences? That's racist. You have preferences based on someone's race. You know what I mean? Like, that's. But he, I, you, I think you've said this before where Weird. let's say you're dating someone. Yeah. And then it's fine. Mm-hmm. But then when you find out that all of their, let's say the last five exes were all Korean women. Mm-hmm. That's when you suddenly are like, Ooh. it makes you weird. It makes you feel a little weird. Yeah. Because you're seeking out. This like because for me, what I look for somebody, what I look in somebody is like a personality or like certain things that I like about people, right? And obviously physical attractiveness, but that doesn't have it doesn't live in the lines of race. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. if you like muscular, like ripped guys, that's not only one race that fits that description. Um, okay. Are you ready for another submission? Should we like vote if that was racist or not after each submission? Because that one, that was definitely racist. Are you ready? Let's yeah, do it. Are next you ready one. for another submission? Yeah. This one comes from Richard. I went on a few dates about two years ago with a nice white woman who it turns out only dated slash slept with Asian dudes. She lost her virginity in China. We watched her favorite, and he wrote in parentheses, garbage drama for our second date. She didn't really do anything wrong, but learning more and more about her preferences, that's how she put it, made me feel fetishized. Mm. Maybe this is how Asian women feel all the time. Also, in a strange way, I felt interchangeable with the Chinese man, even though I'm Korean. Mm. Well, right off the top, I love the fact that he had to be like, yo, 
Terrible taste. Terrible drama. <laughs> terrible taste in case drama. Fuck you for putting on a garbage drama. Yeah. Second of all, all that other fucked up racist shit. Okay, so this one is like a little bit more vague because yeah. I mean we're he, he didn't There's really like give a psychological us them. component to it. Yeah, yeah. Because the the thing that about this story is that she lost her virginity virginity to somebody, yeah. and that like. That's like a really powerful emotional attachment. So there's that some, maybe like, imprinting that goes on there. It, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that that's not racist, but like there's something going on there where you know it's like what you were saying. It's like a thin line. Yeah. But I think like what you were saying also in the beginning, you have to go with your gut. Mm. You know, sometimes when they say "anyang haseo," it's racist, and you right. feel uncomfortable, and that that's your like intuition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, I like that this person was just like just. East Asian. Like the first person was like Vietnamese. <laughs> this person's like Chinese, Korean. I don't know, man. <laughs> if you look vaguely like my ex-boyfriend that I'm still in love with, I'm going to have sex with you. <laughs> All right. So Our what's next- your vote on that one? Racist or... I'm going to say not racist because we don't know enough details. But if he feels like it was racist, then it's racist. Yeah. I mean, I'm going I'm going to trust his feeling where he yeah. felt that he was being fetishized. But I do agree with you that there is... um. You know, there's like just shit that happens in our lives that somehow manifests in our sex, sexual preferences in our lives. And yeah, you don't know how to explain it. It just, that's just what it is and what I'm into, you know? But I think in this case, where like what you said, where this woman lost her virginity in China. Yeah. I'm sure that was a very formative event for her. And yeah. it might have created like, I don't know, there's like some neurons that snap together and. Yeah, which is still kind of like racist, but like, I don't know. I have a little bit more compassion for that person. For sure. Now, our next submission is from Justin. And Justin wrote, I went home with a white girl in Bushwick one time. Let's go. (laughs) Bushwick, I'm listening. I was there. (laughs) And when I got there, her roommate was like, oh, wow, I didn't expect that. Right in front of me. I wasn't even phased, which could probably be attributed to the fact that I thought it was normal behavior, which is even more fucked. Yo. I mean, I think he brings up- This is exactly what I said where I'm like, oh, you think I'm attractive for an Asian? Fuck yeah. Yes. (laughs) You noticed me. Yeah. Yeah. Or like when you said like, oh, konnichiwa. And you're like, yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, that's so sad for us though. It's so, that's like sad. Oh, I didn't expect that. That is truly the most racist thing. (laughs) You know, like, this is what bothers me about all of the submissions so far. First of all, that the Asian person's reaction was to accept it as normal. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's It's, sad. Because all of the, like, things that we've read and you've experienced and I've experienced, this is, like, the gaslighty, manipulative thing about it. They're all, like, packaged as, like, compliments. Do you know what I mean? Where they're not. They're racist insults packaged as a compliment. I don't even think this is a compliment. Oh, wow. I didn't expect that. Well, not that one, but like the <laughs> other one, like, oh, you have a big dick for an Asian, like that yeah, sort yeah. of shit. And so we're Asian people. I feel like not only are we like processing this racism, right. but we're also processing the fact that we've been gaslit. Do you know what I mean? In order for this to not be, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm just going to try to make this. What if she was like, oh, no, 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 no. I meant... I mean, statistically speaking, there are how many Asians in New York? <laughs> statistically, what if I we didn't did? expect that. <laughs> we should give her the benefit of a doubt. Like she only like sleeps with like uh, like uh, like people that are. It's like if you just pulled the like the races out of a fishbowl, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like you always bring in guys that have like oh, neck oh. beards, and this this man doesn't have a neck beard. Right, right, right. It's like, oh wow, statistically, I didn't expect <laughs> you to sleep with an Asian account manager. <laughs> Statistically, it's like if like I'm just like sleeping with all these like neck tattoo skateboard guys, and then I like bring in like a financial and whereas if you're in Bushwick, statistically that is the majority is neck That's tattoo true. skateboard. And then I I bring in like like a lawyer like wearing a suit. I did not expect that, young me. But I'm if like you're in Tribeca. I did expect that. <laughs> okay, I don't know why we're like trying. I don't to, know. Like, we're trying it. to we're trying to save this it's person behavior. And Justin, thank you for sharing. Thanks, um, Justin. Our next submission comes oh God, from a man named more. Rich. <gasps> Are you ready, young me? Oh, I don't know. Emotionally? Four years ago, Hit me. I yeah. went on a date with a half-white girl from Coffee Meets Bagel who kept on saying I looked like Steven Yeun <laughs> multiple times and it had nothing to do with our conversation. <laughs> she just kept randomly blurting it out as if she had to say <laughs> <laughs> I, I call for a little bit of acting. Let's use her. Ryan, okay, you're an okay. Asian man All going right. on a date. Well, I am a half white person. Okay, okay, okay. I'll okay. just be like, yeah, so, you know, I, I'm like kind of in an in-between period. I think I might go to graduate yeah, school. Steven, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually not. Korean. Oh, thanks. Yeah. But as I was saying, I'm thinking about going to, narrowing it down to Columbia, but UCLA. Seems I mean, you look just like him. You look like Stephen Yuen. <laughs> have people told you that you look like Stephen Yuen? <laughs> oh, God. Have you seen Kill Bill? <laughs> There's also more to this. Oh, my God. There was a weird, heavy breathing type <laughs> of vibe from her. <laughs> I also felt like this intense stare, but it didn't feel like she was looking at me as a person, but rather as a thing. This made me sussed out when I see a non-Asian person have Asian characters or K-pop as an interest in their bio. Dude, that's so creepy. You, is this person still alive? Do you think he was murdered? Wait, I wonder. You know what I wonder though? Half half white isn't half white and half Asian. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. My you're people. Like, you're like. This isn't racist anymore. <laughs> I like her. I feel like she sounds normal to uh, me. She's actually my good friend. No, I mean, that's like... That, is this you? It's... Oh, my God. This is so embarrassing. Wait, who sent that? Wait a minute. <laughs> it might have been me. No, oh, no, I have to say a lot of... Uh, this is a... I just want to bring up right now that biracial people like yeah. me, half yeah. Asian and half white people, especially the, those that are like white passing, a lot of my friends that are half Asian, half white are super racist. Like they haven't really, because they bro, they like align themselves to like the white side of their family and they never really like, I feel like some of them, it's too intense for them to even think about it. Mm. So they never processed it. Like they purposefully like don't think about it. Mm. You know, I, I, I kind of treat it as its own separate thing because there's a lot of challenges and difficulties that come with being biracial. Aw, thanks, Brian. No, I mean, but it's true, you know. I think uh, with our previous guests that are biracial, I think yeah. a common through line is that you don't really feel like you belong in either because Asian yeah. people are fucking racist and they don't want to accept you because of your white side. And then right. white people are fucking racist and they don't want to accept you because you don't look fully white. It's very complicated. Yeah, but either so, way... It's when, okay if, if that we're racist. Date, if you're on a date, <laughs> don't mouth breathe and blurt out you look like Steven Yun multiple yeah, times. Yeah, that's so weird. 
And are you ready for our last submission? Oh my God. I saved for the best for last. Okay, I'm ready. So Eugene wrote, I met a white woman through Tinder and we arranged to meet for drinks. Everything was going fine and I didn't get any sort of signs that she was obsessed with Korean culture. When that detail about them comes out within the initial texting phase, oh, Oop. timing, uh, or within a few minutes of meeting, I get weirded out and I tread carefully. Everything seemed fine, so the night went on and eventually we arrive at her place. She leads me to her bedroom and when she turns on the light, the walls are around her bed and dresser are covered in <laughs> pinups of K-pop boy pants. That sounds like a horror movie. Straight up. And it's not even like blood on the walls. It's just fucking Blackpink and BTS. <laughs> what would you do in that situation, Brian? You would hit it. And then you would... <laughs> And then you'd be like, hey, I gotta go. I gotta. I, I would be. I, what would I do in that situation? Mm, I would hit it, and then three days later, yo, young me, you won't believe what happened to me over the weekend on our podcast. It's extremely fucked up. <laughs> and then you would oh, change wait, the story that you. I got so angry, I immediately ran out of the apartment, and I definitely did not have sex with her. No, 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 no. No, that would freak me the fuck out. Honestly. Straight out of a horror movie. That is so creepy. The 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 horror movie aspect is that she turns the light on. And it's like dun dun dun, <laughs> and it's da, just da, like da, da, all da. these very handsome K-pop boy band members Dude, all over the wall. I could not. First of all, what kind of adult person has posters of a lot boy bands on your really? Well, K-pop's fucking huge. I think people who are into it they're obsessed it with could, it. It it doesn't have to they're be. They're obsessed K to the point that it, it manifests. These are. Dude, These are victims of K-pop obsession. Any band poster is weird. You're an adult. <laughs> like, oh, come on. Wow, hot take here. Oh, come on. Come on. Even like the come Rolling on. Stones, I'm like, this is weird. I think that any poster is okay, but if you're an adult, have it, make it framed. Okay. If, if it's like a vintage, I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm still on the team. Don't put music band posters on your wall. It's I'm weird. I, I would even go so far as to say, if you have a graphic T-shirt of a band, the T-shirt's okay. <laughs> I wear T-shirt band T-shirts because it's like I don't know. Oh well, good thing our listeners can't see the giant poster of the shins in my bedroom. The shins? <laughs> That's psychotic. What if I don't have a band poster of the what? shins. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's like some really mediocre like band that's like Maroon 5? What's worse, the Maroon 5 or the BTS? Uh, I don't. They're both weird. That's weird, right? They're I told you. Weird. No band. Yeah, this is not this is not even about Asian men fetishizing anymore. It's just band posters. <laughs> weird. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to talk about the fact that I bust out my Shins poster when I talk to a girl and she says her favorite movie is Garden State. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> okay, that is a creepy story. Oh, I wonder, yeah. wait, what was the name of that person? Rich. Eugene. Eugene? Now. I want to ask Eugene. This is the question. Did he, did he hit it? Did you hit? Did did it? <laughs> DM us right now. <laughs> Tell us. No, he just, I won't he, judge he you. He does say, he does say in his, at the end of the message that he was like, I felt weirded out. And then I noped out of there when the moment arose. Like he waited for the right time to leave. After he nutted. <laughs> after that, after that post nut clarity, he's like, "What am I doing here? I gotta get out of this." I waited. I waited for the right time <laughs> when she fell asleep right after sex to sneak out. <laughs> that is the verbiage he used. He said, "I waited for a moment arose where I noped out of there, so he nutted." <laughs> <laughs> we, we 
know what's going on. <laughs> what did we learn today? What we did we learn? That, you know, all this shit is complicated and oftentimes, like, our wonderful listeners submitted that it's just a feeling. Like, you know that... Go with your gut. Go with your gut. Yeah. And... You know what? I'm glad that I that this was a good episode. I'm glad that these people submitted their stories because I have stories that are in the same umbrella category as this. And yeah. you know, when you go through it, you're like, ah, oh, this makes me feel weird and fucked up. But when you when we can like talk about it out loud like this, there's like a camaraderie and we can all laugh about it. Yeah. Yeah. And also I wanna say, yeah, if if you feel uncomfortable with something, your intuition is probably correct. Yeah. Go with your gut. Also, if it's expressly racist, if somebody says something like, you're hot for an Asian guy, your dick's big for an Asian guy, I'm I'm going to call to action here. Oh. Call them out on it. Say, hey, that's extremely racist. Yeah. You're giving me a compliment. You're giving me a racist insult packaged like a compliment. And I don't fuck with that. And goodbye. After you nut, you can nut one time, oh. and then you can. I, we're all human here, okay? I've done that. Like someone says oh. something fucking weird and racist, and I'm like, I'm just gonna let me has just hit ever, it. Has that ever let me just hit it, and then I'll leave. Bed, and then they say some weird racist Asian shit in bed. But it must you, have. I think I you, deleted it because I, I, it's too upsetting. I, I can't think of a specific thing, but of course it has. Yeah, it, it's too upsetting. I nutted and then I left. <laughs> I came and then I, you know, I got out of there. I came and I left. Okay, yeah. so that's a that's a wonderful call to action, and you're allowed one nut. You, one nut after they say one one nut. Shame on you. Two nuts. Shame on me. I think I think you know along the lines of the white men have evolved thing. Now when like white guys say fucked up shit, mm-hmm. I'll say you know that's fucked up, and they're just like I'm so sorry. Uh, okay, and they're very like you know that's the thing though. I want to say one thing that I always, I'm going to turn it back around. So it's my fault. <laughs> Every episode, it's my fault and I feel bad. Okay. I'm going to say all this stuff. Like I'm not pointing fingers at white people. Cause I say shit like this all the time too, without yeah. knowing. Cause yeah, it's yeah. a, it's a process of unlearning racist ideas that we all have. Right. And I've said fucked up shit to people too. And then For I'm sure. like, I'm so sorry. That's how we learn and grow. Yeah. So yeah, if you're like a white person listening to this, we're not pointing fingers. Amazing. We've all done it. We just have to be like, okay, I'm sorry. That was fucked up. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Woo. What a roller coaster of an episode. I know. Emotions all over the place. But I think we, we brought it home at the end. I think we, you know, we, we blamed ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we allowed one nut of very important things that came, came across in this um, episode. Yeah. But, you know, thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure to... Uh, follow us on Instagram at Feeling Asian Podcast. And Young Me, where can our listeners find you? YM Mayor. How about you, Brian? You guys can find me on socials at It's Brian Park. And if you enjoy the podcast, once again, please consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash feeling Asian. And if you're looking for a wonderful sound engineer, check out the work of Sarah Pack. Uh, at, you can reach her on Instagram at IM underscore P-A-K-T at Impact. And I think that's it. Bye. Bye.